Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. You know, this song was one of the first songs when I first started learning how to play guitar and I took guitar lessons and I knew nothing about anything. My instructor at the time tried to teach me this as like one of my first, yeah, and I, I was like, I can't play. I'll never learn how to play this. This is impossible. And then like somebody showed me like lick it up by Kiss. And I was like, okay, well, that's a little bit easier. Yeah. 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 Dust in the Wind was one of my first songs and I, I would never do that to a student. I was about to say, <laughs> yeah. was that guy drunk when you went to your lesson or what? I don't know. It was a long time ago, but yeah, I was very disheartened because guitar was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. And it's hard anyway. It's hard. You know, it's, it's a lot of work to learn how to play, but I don't think you're supposed to teach dust in the wind to, uh, <laughs> What are people thinking? Oh, well, whatever. Hey, guys, thanks for being here. We're doing the Acoustic Guitar Workshop. I am Dan Dinley, founder of GuitarZoom.com. This is my good friend Steve Stein, chief guitarist in residence and teacher extraordinaire and player extraordinaire. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, the three. Hold on, we didn't get on the same page before we started here. I'm thinking we're doing the must-know uh, basic finger picking. Yeah. Yeah. I got three simple ideas to try and show that I, I always try and show people if you're new to finger picking, this is a great place to begin. Awesome. So thanks for being here, guys. It means the world to me and Steve that you would take time out of your day to be with us. Um, make sure that if you want to be notified of when we do these live sessions that you subscribe to the channel and you hit the old notifications button, that'll make sure that you get notified of when we're going live. Uh, also, Please note that the recordings will be available for you on the YouTube channel uh, after it's done its thing here. It goes on the YouTube channel, so it'll be there as a resource. We'll create a playlist of all of these uh, acoustic guitar workshop lessons for you, so you can go through and just go through all of them, which would be kind of fun. And uh, if you want to learn some acoustic guitar tips and tricks, um, this basic finger picking that Steve's about to show you, then keep watching. If you want to learn it even faster, you can go to guitarzoom.com and check out Steve's new course called Acoustic Guitar by Steve Stein. And it's a big course available for you instantly online. Teaches you everything you know, everything you need to know about playing acoustic. So you can check that out there. Show us the finger patterns, sir. Okay, so what we're going to do is um, let's just start with a D chord. So that way we're just dealing with four strings. Can you hear me okay, Dan? Yeah, sounds great. Okay, perfect. So what we're gonna do, the, the first thing that you need to do when you're learning how to play finger picking is you have to decide which fingers are going to go on which strings. And basically what you wind up with, and, and again, it's okay to change your mind down the line, but just to kind of get started here, you're either gonna use three fingers, your thumb, your first and your second, or you're going to use four fingers. 
okay? Your thumb, your first, your second, and your third. Now, it is possible to use all five fingers for sure, like you do in classical music, but oftentimes with what we call folk finger picking, um, you'll use three or four, four fingers. And so let me show you this pattern here, this first pattern, and then you can practice and decide which one feels best to you. So basically what you're gonna do is you're gonna, whenever you're learning how to finger pick, think of it as kind of like a thumbs up. Your thumb is gonna be a little bit further out from your other fingers. If your fingers are like this, the problem is your thumb's gonna be back here and it's gonna feel really awkward. And if you put them like this, they're gonna run into each other. So you kind of want your thumb out just a little bit further than your other fingers. And your thumb, of course, and then your other fingers are gonna kind of cup into the back side of your hand here like this, okay? So the picking pattern that we're gonna learn, the first one here, I always call it just toward the floor. It literally is gonna just move toward the floor. So you're gonna pluck the fourth string with your thumb, and then you're gonna pluck the third string with your thumb as well, and then you're gonna pluck the second string with your first finger, and then you're gonna pluck the first string with your middle finger. And what I want you to notice is I'm also setting my pinky down on the guitar, I'm stabilizing my hand, and again, you may not like that. You may decide that you don't want your pinky on the guitar, but for me, it's comfortable for me to set that down to brace down my hand on, uh, on my guitar. And then as I play, I've got thumb, thumb, first, second. So I'm assigning fingers to strings, and I'm creating a pattern. Okay, and with my pinky down like this, it helps me to be able to drop my hand down and pick those strings and then move back up and still stabilize my hand. Okay, because I don't have to be moving from the elbow and things like that. But some people don't like to do that. Some people don't like to stabilize. So they'll just kind of hold sort of against this part of the guitar, if you think about that. Um, you know, kind of up in this area. Again, I know this guitar is a little bit different than the guitar you might be using, but you'd be up on this curve and you kind of hold against there and either way is perfectly fine, okay? So now as I play, what I'm doing is my thumb's kind of to the outside a little bit, and I'm gonna go thumb, thumb, first, second. And this is called double thumbing for an obvious reason, right? So I'm going. And as you practice, what you wanna try and get comfortable with is trying to get the tempo between each pick, each finger pick, to be similar, right? So the timing is there. And the second thing that you wanna do is you wanna try and focus on the dynamics of each pick. So as you're picking each one of these, one isn't way louder than another one, but they're kind of balanced. And don't let speed be an issue. You don't need to try and do this really fast or anything like that. So that's toward the floor using four strings. And of course you can hear me playing this pattern of four. You know, we can make patterns of three and five and two and eight and whatever we want, but this is just a really great place to start is just doing that pattern of four. Now, if you don't like double thumbing, what you can do is use your thumb on the fourth string. You can use your first finger on the third string, use your second finger on the second string and use your ring finger on the first string. And you can do that same pattern And again, if you don't like the pinky being down, you can lift that up. And you can kind of just move freely. Again, more holding from this part of your guitar, you'd stabilize from here. 
you know, you don't want to be out here doing nothing and then trying to hold your hand in place. That's really tough to do. I always think it's kind of like, you know, writing with a pencil. You stabilize your hand or your arm by setting your hand down and then you move from your fingers when you when you write. Well, yeah. So we have to stabilize somewhere. Either you're stabilizing up in this area or you're stabilizing with your pinky. But that's a great beginner place to start with learning how to finger pick. And again, don't worry about how fast it is. And don't worry about all the things I just said at the same time. The first thing to do is just get used to where your fingers are supposed to go. Um, as I'm finger picking, what you're going to notice is I'm just kind of in the center. I'm not way back here and I'm not way up here. I'm just kind of in the center here. It's just a perfect little place to be to start learning how to do this. And again, just getting comfortable with being able to pick the right string. You know, when I first started doing this, as many people, you know, you're going... And you're just kind of picking whatever. And the goal is to systematically create a pattern, not only a pattern of strings, but a pattern of fingers. So your fingers know what they're supposed to do. They know what string to pick. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. So that's the first pattern. Then you call that towards the floor. Yeah, I just real cool. simple. I've always just called it toward the floor. And the reason is, is when terms like up and down for guitar players get confusing because some people call that up because this string is higher than this string. Some people call that down because it's down toward the floor. So I just call it toward the floor. So you're literally, your, your movements are rolling toward the floor. You know, whatever it is you'd be doing. Right, anything that you're doing is just kind of flowing toward that the floor. Okay, so that's the first pattern. That was really cool. Now wait a second, before we go to the second one, I want you to walk us through what you just did because that sounded too cool. And you were playing the sixth string and the fifth string as well. Are you still using well, that double thumb technique? Yeah, well, and again, it depends. It depends on what's comfortable for you. But obviously the, the rules are gonna change as you start adding more strings. Like if you go to a C chord, now you've got five strings. Well. Okay you're not always going to play five strings. You might still be playing a pattern of four. You're just choosing four strings out of there. Right? But again, that gets a little more involved. But and if I go to a G chord, well, now I have six strings. It doesn't mean that I'm required by law to pick all six of those strings. I might choose only four of those or only three of those or five of those or whatever it might be as I'm playing. Um, but again... I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about those until you learn how to play four because the more options you give yourself sometimes, the more confusing it becomes unless you're ready for that. Um, but, you know, an easy, if you really do want to practice that, obviously an easy way to do that is to just try and stay with a pattern of four each time. Um, but, you know, I mean, if you go to a G chord, now what do you do? Do you do six string, third, you know, fourth, third, and second, or third, second, and first? And then you've got distance between those. So again, this is why... To begin with, what I would do is I would just stay with a D chord, just four strings, and develop the actual idea before you start getting creative with it. Got it. Cool. All right, so that's the four-note uh, double-thumbing technique. It's just towards the floor. Really, really simple. Well, th notes. it could be double-thumbing, but it doesn't have to be. Like I just showed you, oh, you that's right. do it with the other fingers, too. It, it, it's just whatever's most comfortable. But four strings is because we're creating a pattern of four, that, and that way we're dealing with either four fingers or three fingers with a double thumb, which is a very common thing for people to do. Yeah, super yep. cool. That's very cool, man. All right, so where do we go from here? Okay, so the next pattern we're gonna do is toward the ceiling, okay? So we're gonna move toward the ceiling. The difference here though is, and I'm just gonna use the D chord again, same example. 
okay? But the difference here is I'm still going to start with my bass note. I'm still gonna start with the D. So it still gives the pattern a sense of a downbeat. So I'm gonna play that fourth string first. And then what I'm gonna do is head over to the first string, the second string, and the third string. And I'm gonna play them in a sequence that moves toward the ceiling. So I have one, And again, if you're not using the double thumb, you'd use these fingers right here. And you move that way. Okay, so same idea, you've just changed the order. So instead of moving from fourth string, third string, second string, first string, you're gonna play fourth string and then you're gonna move toward the ceiling, one, two, and three. Those are the strings you're gonna use. Got it. Very cool. And Could you real quick? Yeah, go ahead, man. While he's doing that, guys, I wanted to thank you again for being here. And uh, if you have any questions or comments, uh, pop them in the old chat box. If you're watching this on the old YouTube st uh, streaming, if you're on another platform like um, Facebook or something, just put it in the comments. Let us know. We'll be happy to uh, address any questions you have there. We are in the midst of this acoustic guitar workshop guys if you are enjoying this i think you'll very much like steve's new course it's called acoustic guitar by steve stein it's available at guitarzoom.com it's a comprehensive a to z step-by-step -step course on playing your acoustic guitar and one of the cool things that uh, i think you'll like about this course is that you don't have to start at the beginning and go straight through some of the courses that Steve's made, you probably should do that. Like the music theory masterclass might be a good idea to start at the beginning and go straight through. Wouldn't necessarily have to, but this is one for sure. If you're like, I just want to learn how to do those finger picking techniques and all the other finger picking techniques you're going to learn in that course, you can just jump to that. You don't have to do it through the strumming patterns. You have to go through all the different chord types and all of those before you can get to it. So it's something you can bounce around in and just go to the thing you're most interested in right off the bat. It's called Acoustic Guitar by Steve Stein, available at GuitarZoom. If you're enjoying this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, go to GuitarZoom.com and consider becoming a premium member. There are three memberships to choose from. VIP, which gives you instant access to a library of short but powerful courses as well as new bite-sized lessons each month. There's also Play Songs that gives you step-by-step -step lessons so you can learn to play your favorite songs fast. And finally, there's Masterclass, university-level training on everything from soloing to music theory, from blues to home recording. For more info about these memberships and all the premium courses available to you, go to guitarzoom.com. Now back to the podcast. Where do we go from here, sir? We've done the moving towards the floor. We've done moving towards the ceiling. And now what? Okay, so now we're just going to do an in and out pattern. So we're going to take that okay. same idea, but this time what we're going to do is we're going to move from fourth string to second string. Okay. And then third string to first string. So again, whatever finger combination is working for you, whether it's double thumbing or whether it's using all four of these fingers, you would simply go, I'll, I'll show you with all four fingers here like this. Okay. So I'd be playing four, two, and then three and one.
okay? And if you're doing it in the double thumb style, your thumb would cover four and three, and then your first finger would be on the second string and your middle finger would be on the first string. So I'd, again, I'm, I'm obeying whatever it is, I'm gonna use the same fingers on each string every time. So when we think about like the beginning when I did, and again, I'm not going to, we're not going to worry about this finger picking pattern, but when I did. Okay. Songs like that are based off a of pattern. So it's not just random picking of strings. Now, don't get me wrong. It is very possible to play. with random picking. But oftentimes songs will have a structured pattern that they'll use uh, when they're picking and uh, that's what gives it kind of its consistency. So the pattern that is happening in Dust in the Wind is different than the three that I'm showing you right now. It's a little more involved, but it's still a, a repetitive pattern. Fingers would go on certain strings, the strings would be plucked in a certain order. Got it. So cool, man. Um... Can you play something for us? I, I just love listening to you play. Like just using this finger picking, you don't have to worry about this at one, two, and three. I I'm just, what I'd, what I'd really like to do is give people an idea of um, how you can take finger picking to like, if you learn these three basic patterns and then there's this whole other level with, because there's the pattern, right? With the right hand and then there's chords in the left hand and then there's chord progressions and then how it all comes together to make music. That's what I'm just like Jones into here. <laughs> well, you know, I just, you know, if you took something like, let's say we took a D chord, right? And then what we would do with that D, for instance, what I would do is I would add some embellishments. Like I would add um, what's called a sus two and a sus four. And that would kind of set me up maybe to move to like a C chord. And you can hear how sometimes what I'll do is I'll, I'll start playing a little bit and I'll develop a melody more than the finger picking pattern. And so like, and then like right here, now, now all of a sudden I create a theme, like I've got a theme or a, a motif, if you will, of a picking idea that I move into that kind of brings that together at the end and then sets me up to start all over again. I mean, there's lots of things that you can do as you get more comfortable for this, that, that get more comfortable with this, I should say. The trick is, is, is what kind of finger picking, because there's so many different finger picking styles. Like there's bluegrass finger picking, which I do not do. You know, one of my favorite guitar players on the planet is a guy by the name of Tommy Emmanuel. He's a, an incredible acoustic guitar player. And, um, and I just love the way he plays. 
and he can go everywhere from gospel to bluegrass to all kinds of different places. Um, and then there's the kind of general pop music finger picking, right? Where we're just adding a layer of something. Maybe somebody's playing chords and we're doing some sort of finger picking thing underneath that. Um, as a matter of fact, I just did a, a lesson on um, like, uh, Uh, there it is. Right? If you've heard that before, it's Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. But it's the same thing. It's not, it doesn't really have a lot of element of embellishment. It's just, it's matter of fact what it is when you play. Um, so different songs require different things. So there's really two different approaches to finger picking. One is, the free approach where you're just going to kind of add things as needed. And then there's the structured approach where you're going to be learning actual patterns and applying those patterns to play the song or mm. write a song or whatever it might be. Very cool, dude, man. I, I am just, we, you know, we do, <clears throat> we've done theory, we've done so many uh, soloing things and it's just kind of nice to come back to the acoustic guitar, which is, I think where a lot of players start and it's just such a beautiful instrument. And, uh, I want to thank you for creating this course. And I think a lot of people are going to get a huge benefit from it. Guys, we've done a lot today already. Um, thank you for being here. Is there anything you want to uh, cover, Steve? Should we wrap it up? No, I think that's good. I think those three patterns, if you're new to finger picking, this is a great place to start. And again, don't get it in your mind that you have to do all these things fast to get to the finish line. The goal is to try and make them comfortable for yourself. You know, right. And in trying these three patterns, you might find that one particular pattern just it just tends to roll off your fingers more. And it's important to be aware of that because that intuition will lend yourself when you start getting into improvising with these things. Some of those patterns that you find more comfortable are, are probably what's going to flow better when, you, when you're jamming. Right. You know, you, you touched on something there I would like to get your opinion on. Um, my personal idea is that, you know, if you're struggling mightily with something, might be a good indication that that's not your thing. I'm not saying you don't work hard at getting better or something. Don't misunderstand. I'm just saying that if you're beating your head against a wall trying to do, let's say, arpeggios, or you're beating your head against a wall trying to master some particular extravagant picking, finger picking thing, like, don't worry about that. Like, find the thing that you're super passionate about and like double down on that thing and get really good at that. Like, you're just saying the guitar player that you admire so much is a great acoustic player. Well, well he's not. Yeah, and I would agree with that. The only thing I would say is 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 th that I would add on top of that is is that if there's a particular technique or a particular thing that you want to learn how to do on the guitar that is is out of your realm of ability, it's not that it's not achievable. It's just you've got to build you've got to build steps to get there. So if you are, a, you know, if you've never, obviously, if you've never done finger picking before, you can't look at a Tommy Emanuel and go, well, I'm going to try and learn how to play like Tommy Emanuel. You can say that, but there's steps that you're going to have to take to get there. And could you learn how to play like Tommy Emanuel? Heck yes, you could. But you've got to take the, the time and you've got to take the training and you've got to take the proper steps to get there. Like that's the whole thing with becoming really good at any craft. You know, there's a lot of people that are, you know, they're good at a lot of things. It's hard to become, and I hate to use the word great because I'm certainly not talking about myself. Um, but when, when you become great at whatever you, a craft is, it's because there has been so much time spent. 
and the thing about it is, is, is in this whole process of learning how to play guitar, like Dan said, the one thing is, is, is be aware of the things that, that seem like they come natural to you. And then the things that don't come natural to you, you've got to understand that there's a large learning curve and a lot of little pieces that have to go in to kind of get to that place. That's how great people become great. That's how great players become great. It's not like they started off great. It's not like they grabbed the guitar or started sing, or whatever the case may be, whatever, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Um, and it just, you know, I mean, there, there are those few people in the world, I suppose that happens to, but the rest of us spend our whole lives trying to get better at something. So like with my guitar playing in particular, I, I still am, am not, I'm not even close to being done on trying to get better at what it is I do. I haven't mm. stopped. There's not a freaking day that goes by that I'm not trying to get better at what I'm doing. And sometimes that better might be five levels off from where I am right now, or 10 levels or 20 levels or whatever it might be. But I, I've been playing long enough that I understand the process. So now I have to decide, is it worth that time consumption on a daily basis to go that way? And I'll use Tommy Emanuel as a perfect example. I love Tommy's playing. I will be dead before I learn how to play like Tommy Emanuel. <laughs> and the reason is, is because I'm not willing to give up everything else that I've strived for. I like who I am. I like the way I play. I don't want to give all that up to become something else. I'm, I'm okay here. But I can, I can learn from Tommy and I can use Tommy as an inspiration and I can get ideas from Tommy. But I have to be okay with the fact that I'm not... I'm not willing to give all this up. If you're not that far along in your journey, you still have a lot of options of where you'd like to go when you're playing. You know, it's just you have to be realistic of how much time do you have? How much time are you willing to 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 put into this? Um and and find the right path for which is really important. And again, I know we keep talking about these same things over and over and over, but you know, all these discussions, but it's easy to get lost. It's easy to just go, I don't know what I'm supposed to be working on and I don't know where I'm going and I don't know what I want because I was that way too, you know? Um, but that's why you have to kind of, again, like Dan said, you got to kind of be intuitive and go, this kind of makes sense to me. You know, like my, my daughter's a prime example. My, my daughter was just uh, here a little while ago. She doesn't wake up every day wishing she was Eddie Van Halen. She could care less about Eddie Van Halen. You know, mm -hmm. she's 19. She doesn't care about Eddie Van Halen. She doesn't look at guitar the same way I look at guitar. She looks at guitar right. as an instrument that she could use for songwriting, for support of her voice, uh, that sort of thing. That's what the guitar is to her. And that's not bad. That's, that's the other side of the coin from, I grew up with, you know, Ingve Malmsteen and, Satriani and Vi and Eddie Van Halen and all those guys, that's what I grew up with. So my perception of guitar is completely different than hers. That doesn't mean my mind's better. It's just that's what I've I've used the guitar for. And what I didn't learn how to do is to sing like her, right? That's a mm -hmm. station that she practiced. While I was practicing my guitar, she was learning how to sing. Right. Why would I want to learn how to sing? You know what I mean? And now it's something that I wish I had done. So it just, it's learning how to balance all these things when you're learning how to play. Yeah. That's sage advice, man. Yeah. That's great. That's wisdom right there talking guys. <laughs> Steve, yeah. we were laughing at the last session we did. You play guitar for over, I guess, 30 years now. I've been teaching, I mean, 35 years, I think we decided you had played something like 30 teaching. Yeah. 36 years. It's been 36, it's almost 37 years. 37 years and you know guys let that just wash over you for a second and one of the things i hear people say is like well 
I'm not that talented or uh, I'm no good at this. And the first thing out of my mouth is like, well, how hard have you worked at getting better? You know, how much time and resources and energy have you put into it? And Steve mentioned in the last session that we did that he at a certain point in his life. Well, first of all, he said that he's practicing two hours a day, even now minimum. Yeah, right. For sure. And at the height of your kind of guitar learning uh, or in the early days, you were practicing five, six, seven, eight hours in a day. Oh yeah. Right. If you go and read a slash, uh, like I always laugh out loud when I hear people literally laugh out loud when people are like, Oh, slash is so talented. And yes, yes, he is. Now go read his practice pattern or his practice routine that he had. It was at a certain point he was practicing eight hours a day. And I remember reading about Eddie Van Halen, his brother said that he would come home and see him sitting on the side of the bed. And then his brother would be like, okay, I'm going to go out for the night. Do you want to go with me? And he would say, no, I'm just going to sit here and practice guitar. His brother would leave, go party and come in. And Eddie would still be sitting there on the bed. And when he got back right. <laughs> at the end of the night, it's well, like, and then you look at the flip side of that. You look at like a Bob Dylan, right? So Bob Dylan didn't practice eight hours a day, but what Bob Dylan did do, or a, a, a Tom Petty, what they did do was is create a craft of multi-talents and guitar right. happened to be one of those elements. So when I was a kid, that, was, that wasn't even an option. Like just, you know, you had to, well, I'm a type A kind of human anyway, but so practicing, you know, the more you practice, you had to practice more than everybody else. That's kind of the mentality. But as I got older, I started realizing that guitar, music isn't just about a guitar player. Music isn't just about how fast you can play. Music isn't just about scales. It was for me for a long time. But music is about a lot of things. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. So you might be the kind of player that, the kind of musician, if you will, that wants to be more of a singer-songwriter like a Tom Petty or something like that. And again, there's that's the whole point is is if that's who you really are, as Dan had said earlier, you want to you want to be aware of that because then you know what you don't need, right? At least at yeah. this point in your life, like sitting there practicing arpeggios isn't probably something you need if if Tom Petty is more of what you're looking for. But you know what? Five years from now, you might decide that you're on a completely different journey and now you need something else, and that's. We're humans, man. That's we have a right to do that at any point in time. We can shift gears anytime we want. Um, but I just it's just important for people to understand that I grew up in Dan and I grew up in a time with the guitar hero, right? Where we came out of the 70s with the Jimmy Pages and the Jimi Hendrixes and the Eric Clapton's and all that kind of stuff. Music hasn't always been just about guitar solos. Music has been about a lot of things. And now we're in a really great place in terms of music again um well now it's 2020 but um where music can do all kinds of things people love stuff with solos people love stuff that's just acoustic people love stuff that's acapella right i mean there's a million different mm -hmm. things so what i love about the the guitar is that especially with acoustic guitar is that it can be a leader instrument it can be a front instrument but it can also be a supporting instrument in, in what you like to do with, uh, with your musical journey. You know, it might be you singing and playing guitar, um, you know, or whatever it might be. So just kind of keep that in mind. Yeah. I love it, Steve. Um, thanks, man. Uh, thanks for being here and thank all of you guys for being here. This has been a really cool session. If you enjoyed it, please, uh, like it, comment, share it, 
subscribe and make sure you turn on the notifications so that you can be notified of when we're going to be doing another one of these acoustic guitar workshops. Uh, we do have a couple more of them planned for you. And uh, if you'd like to check out Steve's new course on everything acoustic guitar, I mean, this we haven't even scratched the surface on, I mean, today we just talked about three finger patterns. Steve's course is called Acoustic Guitar by Steve Stein. It's available at guitarzoom.com. It's a comprehensive A to Z course. It takes you through everything that you would want to learn about acoustic to set you up for what I call a foundation for your continuing journey and your continuing learning. Uh, and it's available for you there if that's what you're interested in. Cool? All right, Steve. Hey, thanks again, brother. Awesome. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Take care. All right. See you guys. See you next time. Next time on the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast. So today, we're going to be talking about getting creative with chords on the old acoustic guitar. Yes. Anyway, sir. We are. <laughs> we are ready for learning. All right. Perfect. Well, when I first started learning chords, like a lot of people, you know, learn how to play D and A and G. And again, all very practical and very important chords to learn on the guitar. But there's a few things that, um, and there, there's a million conversations we could have about creative chords, but what I want to do is just get you to start thinking a little bit again outside the box. Hey, Steve Stein here from GuitarZoom.com, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with a friend. Your feedback means more to me than you'll ever know. And be sure to check out my YouTube channels where you'll find over 1,000 videos to help you with your guitar playing. Thanks again for listening. Stay positive, keep playing, and keep having fun. If you'd like some help with your guitar playing but you're not sure how to get started, go to GuitarZoom.com and look for the Help Me Choose survey. By answering a few simple questions, you'll get Steve's personal recommendation of the perfect course for you. All this and more is available for you at guitarzoom.com.